Welcome to the Sanctuary Podcast, hosted by Angel Deer. In this podcast, we explore the mysteries of spirituality and consciousness. In each episode, we dive deep into the realms of human experiences, our rapidly changing world, and the unseen realms, tapping into the universal wisdom that connects us all. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker, starting to awaken to the possibilities of a more expansive reality, or want support on your journey, this podcast is for you. Join me as we explore topics such as shamanism, spiritual transformation, holistic healing, the medicine path, energy healing, plant medicine, ancient wisdom, and more. Our guests are respected elders and experts in their fields, and we'll learn from their insights and experiences as we journey together on the path of spiritual growth. If you can, please consider supporting this podcast by joining our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. Once again, it is patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Zelda, it's such a pleasure to be with you. I'm really glad we could connect today and I'm very much looking forward to having you come visit the land and bringing your your skills and your wisdom here. Um, So Zelda, um, you know, when I was reading your bio, uh, I'm always interested to hear a little bit about the story of the people that come, you know, speak with us and connect with us. So I don't like to read bios because I feel that kind of artificial. I'd like to hear more, you know, from you. If you someone meets you and say, hey, where are you? What, what are you doing in life? So what would you say? And I'm going to let you introduce yourself in, in the way you want and what you wish to talk about. Um, you're welcome. Thank you. First of all, um, thank you to all the people that are here and also to you, Angel. Um, it's, uh, every day is a new experience and every day we give thanks to Creator. And this becomes, uh, comes before all words. And we just want to, um, appreciate and acknowledge and gratitude for creator and the mother and all of the waters and the fish and the mammals. We also want to give thanks and recognition to even the little tiniest little swimmers that are in these mass amounts of water and also the little creeks and streams and the rocks that are there, the stone people, how they have all the little hidden messages, how they're so strong in some beginnings, just like each one of us, you know, those big, huge mountains we come from our ancestors. Then we rumble down and rumble down to who we are right now. 
And we stand before the mother and the water and creator and we give thanks to, to all of them. And we pile and pile and pile all our gratefulness and thankfulness up. And we give thanks to the grass and to the medicine plants, the three sisters. And um, we give thanks to the bushes and the four-legged, slithery ones. And how they help each other in this circle of life that we call. How everything is in harmony and in balance. And we look to ourselves, you know, how is it that we can hold and create that balance inside of each one of us? How does our heart sing? And that's the feathered ones, the winged ones, how they hear each one of the songs and it's each one of our voices. Each one of our voices sings so beautifully. We have all this gratitude and thankfulness and we pile it up to Creator. And as we come into the circle with these people and all of us together, the ones that we'll be watching later, we ask can our minds be one as we create this strong circle? We also give thanks to the thunder beans the four winds in the four directions. Sometimes each one of us goes in different directions and then we realize we have to turn around because what we sense or feel, what feels like home. And sometimes each one of the different seasons that come in, it keeps us in places to nestle us, to blanket us, to hold us for a little bit so we can really feel the gratitude and thankfulness. We give thanks to also the grandmother moon, the brother sun, all of our ancestors, all the star beings. And the elders always say when we look up to Grandmother Moon, all those beautiful shiny little stars that are in the sky and one will just sparkle right to your eye and hit your heart. And that's when you know the grandmother is holding you because each one of us is one of those stars and she doesn't let go. She holds us and supports us in so many different ways, through dreams, through visions, songs, dance, writing, gardening. Whatever it is that you do, she's always there. And she rocks us. And we're with the blessings of all our ancestors and the old ones and the wise ones. We pile and pile and pile all of our gratefulness and thankfulness up to Creator. And we ask each one of us, can our minds come into this full circle of one? And if I might have forgotten something as I'm getting older, 
Place that in your mind now. Because we don't want to leave anything out. When we play and when we put that in our minds, we pile and pile and pile it all the way up to Creator. And now our minds all can come into that circle of oneness. Uh, so go, everyone. So, you know, it's interesting. People ask, who am I? Where did I come from? I was raised with the Haudenosaunee people at a very young age. I am mixed blood. But yet, I dabble in all different cultures because there's all these beautiful flavors of everything. But the Native American culture has always brought me back home. My family's up in Ganawage, Canada. And I used to go up there when I was younger, when my grandmother and my auntie was there. And we used to uh, do the powwows and do a lot of beadwork and listen to stories. So who am I? As I sit here now, I'm a dreamer, a visionary. I listen to my ancestors of all four directions. And I carry myself in a way to have respect for each individual person. And that's that circle and that gratitude that we have for each other. When I was with my grandmother, she taught me so much. It was a lot about listening, hearing, and she, one thing that she always said to me is these teachings are like a knot, a long rope. And you might hear the story over and over and over again. But that knot gets closer and closer and closer into your heart. And then you start walking with all those teachings. And that's what I am doing now, is sharing what they shared with me. Growing up was uh, a really beautiful time for me, being up there with the land by the river of the St. Lawrence uh, Seaway. Being in community. My father was an iron worker. And so we lived in Albany, New York. And so he and all of our people came down and built many, many huge tall buildings in the Albany area, like Placid, New York City. And so I lived a life in two worlds. When the elder said to me one time, 
You can't have your feet in two separate canoes. So I chose to be in this canoe and to share what was passed to me. Mm. And maybe it might be just for me, I'm not sure. But if maybe a little seed might touch your heart or something that I might say, that'll bring a smile to your face. That's a good thing. So being in the city, I was with a lot of diverse people. And even though Albany's not that big as New York City, but people always ask me all the time, so is it New York City? I'm like, no, it's small, Benny, we would call it. (laughs) But, you know, there was many cultures there. And I loved them all. I love being with them all. I want to know what you know. And that's, I feel like, how I really was able to get the dream of the sacred circles. Because I wasn't boxed into one thing. But yet I carry our culture very strongly. So if that can answer your question, who am I? Um, It's like a quilt. How we stitch everything together, you know? Yeah. All the traditions. It definitely brought me, and I'm sure people are listening, in that deep space of listening and presence. I felt like in a collective heart and mind. Uh, weaving. Uh, felt like there was a really big spider just weaving us all together in that uh, beauty. And um, you know, Zelda, I've I always like to bring things into the the context we're in, the time we're in. You know, a few months ago, I was having a discussion with uh, Grandmother Three Crow, Barbara. She was telling me, you know, you've been called into that time because we're talking about the difficulty and the struggle of the world we're living in and say, you know, this is a time of prophecy. You know, and I cannot hear about just your you growing up on this um, Mohawk reservation in Canada and not remember the the big forest fire that have been burning and probably still burning for now so many months over there. Thinking of the extreme weather we've been through and and beyond that, just uh, the tension between those two canoes, I would say, or between this wisdom, this ancient way of relating to each other, to all our relations, and a world that seems hmm, stuck in a spell <laughs> and a belief that seems to create a lot of harm to each other's, to our extended families. 
you know, and I, I would love before we go into this, this beautiful dream circle that are behind you, um, to talk a little bit about your perspective on, on the time we're in, on what's at stake. And this big question that you probably beautifully weave today and explore often is how do we, how do we come together? How do we remember that we belong with each other? That we we have to be together uh, with the context we're in. And I'll just finish, you know, a few weeks ago I was it was there was this protest in Canada uh, for the recovery of land, of ownership of land from native people, and there was this grandmother drumming, and she was confronted with a very strong uh, force. <laughs> police force with people in riot gears and, you know, harm to the teeth. And she was just there with her drum. And uh, that video really, when I see things like that, it really breaks my heart and I have hard time to comprehend this level of violence towards native people, especially, but anyone that stand up for the waters, for the land, for the next seven generation. And I find it hard, you know, so what I was saying, grandmother's recourse, how do you stay in that peace vibration? How do you stay in that heart? How do you not participate in the anger and basically react in the same way of the this vibration we're receiving? So I would love to hear kind of your perspective on that and maybe your your practice or how you do that, because I'm sure there is things that upset you most uh, when you when you hear or see these things. It's like, how do we stand in the world and how do we stand with peace in our hearts? when things get confronted so strongly and and comes in not in a peaceful way. Mm -hmm. um, Grandma the Three Crow is a very dear friend of mine. And um, she shared a lot of the prophecies with me and the dream that uh, was come through for me to help uh, humanity heal in some way. And for me, I hear all of this and I just hold prayer that we can get through the other side and not to go in with the anger, you know. And sometimes it's so hard because we can be a little spunky and, um, you know, we might get a little flared up, but we have to really stay centered. And for me, it is the practice um, of holding that space as much as I possibly can, because there's other ones uh, that possibly can't do that. So if I can stand in that place of holding the peace as much as possible, then others will have that support to calm themselves back down. It's like they come back to remembering. And I feel like as much as what is happening, because I've been to uh, a few of the water ceremonies and 
very touching, you know, to be in that presence and to um, love the spirits of the water and what the water is doing for us. And it really is, well, I shouldn't say is, it really touches my heart when we have all that love that goes into the water and then on the other side of the polarity is destruction of the water. And so where is it that we are in our lives? If we can see the two sides, if we can see those two sides, then we can hold strength in the side that we choose to be in. And I'm not here to sit if it's right or wrong or good or bad on on them because then I would be in judgment that I'm going to be falling into their shoes. So I can just only take care of myself and be in the presence of them and just hold that space as much as I possibly can. Um, and, and maybe you have like a little group with you and we just stand around in circle, just holding hands and just holding that prayer that maybe one of them might feel that part that will recognize within themselves to wake up a little bit. And we have even seen where uh, at times, you know, the, the violence of some of the people, all of a sudden they stop and they go to their knees and they are like, they recognize what we're doing. So as for the prophecy, um, each and every moment we create from that. I don't want to go into the future of what it's going to be. It's like, what can we do now? What can we focus on now and stay in the now where we're able to be present instead of getting caught up? So when we are here together, and we're sitting here together and we're hearing this podcast of what do you feel? And it's and it's about where is everybody else that is listening right now? What do you feel about it? What is anger? Is anger coming up? Is violence coming up? Or are you going into the prayer of it? Like it's wrong. It's it, They shouldn't be doing that. Do you know what? It gives us our eyes to open, our ears to clear, and us to be more stronger with the boss, our creator. And the more that we are able to stay in that presence, that strength, uprise our, our hearts and our relationship in that strength, then we'll be able to have that capacity to hold that compassion just a little bit more. Hmm. So that's where I ask all of you, where are you all in it? You know, you ask me, but where are all of you in it? How are we going to do this together? I don't want to fight. I'm not here to fight. You know, when I feel into your words and, and even into, you know, what I was sharing and asking you about and that, you know, anger and violence and this confrontation, what I feel more deeply always when I really sit with it is deep grief, like really deep grief. 
Um, and I'm always uh, kind of really interested by when I look at our at this Western culture that we don't have space for grieving. Yeah. And I'm not talking just individually, but even collectively where we don't practice grief. It's kind of a shame. I remember, you know, 10 years ago, I was living in New York City and you see someone crying on the subway. You come back from work or in the morning and, and when someone cries, everybody kind of turns or turns their eyes in the other direction, right? Go on their phone or it's kind of, we're not in good relationship with grief either, not just anger, but grief. And I feel sometimes I just want to cry. I just want to be with people I can cry. I just want to honor the water in that way, right? Just be with this flowing waters. Do you mind talking a little bit about grief? And in a, and as a healing perspective, what is there? You know, I studied for many years with Joanna Macy, and she said yeah. that we can't really pray to the earth, she said, until we, we can really cry with her. And we should cry every day a little bit to kind of process that. I love grief. I love, love, love grief. I love every aspect of my emotion. And when grief comes up, it's just more of allowing me to be alive. And, you know, when we're feeling that grief of whatever it is, the loss, even the mama crying, that's what it is. The mama is crying, so we're feeling her tears. Which her tears are our blood. Her tears is her emotion. And when I ask the grief to be shown, I ask it to come truly right from that belly, right up to my heart. And I feel it, that, that part of me that needs to be supported, that part of me needs to be heard. And when I hear then the mother hears that, that I am touching with her. And she's like, oh, you are feeling me. You're awake. Oh, my gosh, you're awake. So what I do with any type of grief or any type of emotion, I stop at that moment. And I don't want to abandon that part of me. I bring it right up into my heart. And I love that grief so much that it represents that peace that wants to be seen and heard. That peace that possibly I might have abandoned. That peace that wants to speak out through the songs, through the writing, and as it comes right up through the throat. And right out, it comes into my hand. And I see that grief in my hand. I'm in the presence of that grief. And I hold that grief just like a little baby wants to be held when they're crying. 
when they want to be seen, what they want to do is be heard. And I always ask myself, so what part of me that wants to be seen, wants to be heard? And I love that part of that grief. And that's how I walk through it within my own, because when I am holding that grief, I'm supporting myself, and I'm supporting the mother, and I'm supporting everyone that is going through it. Because my veins, my blood, my threads are connected to the full consciousness of the whole. So when I breathe it up and I hold that and I'm in that presence, I'm being conscious of everything. Not just my stuff. This gives me the opportunity to hold the presence for all. And I breathe that in and I love that part of me. And I place that, instead of taking it and putting it out there, I take it and I bring it back into my heart and I'm going to love it that much more. And then I ask myself, what is it on how I can express this grief, whatever way it is, that I could purge it out into a creation because our hands, our creator's hands that creates all that is, our conscious mind brings us into sometimes the illusion and the stories and the programs. I want to create from that. I want to create from that heart when I place it in there. I want to know what they know. I want to know what this part of my emotion wants to express. And that's how I work with grief. Thank you for this. Yeah, I always feel that the best way I move my grief is often just starting to sing with it, just picking up my drum and giving it a place, a form and a power and a movement and in fact those songs that comes out very often are deeply healing and i guess you know it's one of the way right we can create something out of it i mean maybe writing i don't know if your dream circles or some part of it also are a way for you to process that but before we we go into them you know the other day i was praying on the land and and just reflecting on on the work that we all doing and and creator is like you need to dream more you need to dream bigger you need to it's not about doing and creating yet but you you need to expand the the dream and in in the tradition i've studied for quite a long time now and the elders i work with in Andean cosmology the waters are very connected to the dream state Mm. Like they say that when the water really flow, we have those very vivid dreams. And that's why when we sit near a body of water, nice running creeks, we kind of daydream, you know, we can get taken by those waters. 
And then I look at the world and I was like, oh, maybe we're forgotten how to dream. We don't, we don't really dream anymore. It's very limited. <laughs> so, and I kind of want to use that as a transition into the, the Dream Circle projects. And now that came about before, you know, telling us more about them. But can you talk a little bit about dreams as a, as our way to create our lives, as our way to to create a new world, even right to to create a new way of beings, and now it's kind of the the foundation. It's like the unmanifested that will manifest, like the seeds, right? The under the earth, we plant something and we dream into creation. So I would love to hear about your your perspective on dreams and working with dreams, uh, and then maybe weave that into these beautiful things that are around you and how that weaves into that. Dreams. Mm -hmm. We are the people the ancient ones dreamt about. We are the hope for the future generations. We are the weavers and we are the web. We are the mystics, the healers of the night. Whoa, hear a call as we dance through this life. Whoa, hear a prayers as we make it turn outright. Dreams. Let's just take a deep breath. And settle right into the belly right into the belly button. Into the belly button is the cord to our star beings, to our ancestor, the old ones and the wise ones. That is where I tap into. A lot of times I just rub that little belly button and just give thanks because this was the cord that brought me here on how I chose to come. When we try so hard to go in, oh, all right, I want to be a dreamer. But possibly, you know, we are that starlight. If we ask that starlight to come in, and may we be all possible to open our hearts to the gifts that creator you gave us to open and expand instead of a want or a need be in the presence of that beautiful starlight of where you came from and travel to there and I always write down my dreams continuously because my dreams is actually the stories. And I read sometimes the dreams. I'll go back to them, you know, like a week, maybe a month later, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, this is what's happening now. And I'm like, oh, so was it a dream or was it the vision? 
And what sometimes we can get into a dream state and all of a sudden the dreams will start going into stories. And then we want to create this and we're going towards that. What are we doing? We start controlling the dream. So I always drop my mind into my heart, give thanks for those beautiful patterns of what I think that I want to do. And then I go back to the belly of where I came from. And I always say, these are everything here that I can do. Maybe the songs, maybe gardening, maybe whatever it is that you love to do. And I just place everything all out. And I go, so what is it that you want me to create from you with this vision? Release yourself of the the experience of, I want more to live in my life and becoming stronger in my relationship with creator. Because the more I feed creator and that strength and that relationship, you hear, you see, you speak, and your mind goes quiet. And it drops right into the heart because that connection to the heart is where creator is now allowing you to come into the heart and the mama and the belly comes up to the heart and they come together. And What do they do? They go and they kiss that beautiful child that you are. Mm-hmm. That beautiful child that we've been yearning to be seen, to be heard, to be loved. And see the expression. That's what touches me so much. That's what touches my heart so much. And when I could be in that presence with the mother and father and hold that and know that I am loved, I am this little child, all the dreams. Visions, connection, awareness, touching, sensing, feeling, hearing, tasting. You feel it. You taste it. And then you become it. You become the dream. And then you know what? You are the dream. You are that dream. And if it's a little confusing in any way, it's okay. Because it's just a different way of looking at things. And it's only the way that I know. I can't tell you how to do it on your end. But this is the way that I know. And this is how I have my connection. And what the beautiful thing is, is this vision of the sacred dream circles. It wasn't something that 
I'm going to build 25 of these seven-foot circles. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I had nothing to do with that. And um, I was up in Alaska uh, waiting for a friend, and I was in this little coffee shop. And this woman comes in. She states her name. And she goes, you don't know who I am? And I'm like, no. And her name was White, White Eagle Woman, I believe. And she goes, I go all around the world with this seven-foot drum. And I started laughing. I says, well, I just made a five-foot dream catcher for somebody. Maybe what I'll do is make a seven-foot and we can go around the world together. And that was the seed. And that idea got planted in me. But that was something that brought me to this creation story here. And what it was, it was called Shifts Happen in Threes in the beginning, and it was for the 12-21-12, for the shift of the Mayan calendar. And I was just going to make, I started making a seven-foot dream catcher, just ha, ha, ha. Now, at that time, there was no crystals in my house. I didn't, never worked with metals. I do, I was doing brain tanning, bark baskets, drums, rattles, boiling hoofs off, doing all the raw things to collect materials for these musical, uh, beautiful beings that wanted to be birthed. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, in order for you to make a seven foot, you need a metal hoop. So the metal hoop was like a little dull. So I got copper tape and I wrapped it around to make it pretty. <laughs> but you know what it was? It wasn't about being pretty. It's about these starting to become the portal. The portal in the opening to help shift the planet. All different people from all over the world I connected with on that day. So there's many stories. It, each one brought me to my knees. And I prayed like heck so I didn't fall to my face, each one. And everyone I created, it was a three-month span before I could make another one. And and it was birthed in a, uh, the equinox or solstice. But the first three um, really tore me upside down and shook me right up and brought me to the place of you agreed to help um, different groups. Uh, I was going new age with some groups. I was taking people away from Jesus Christ. Uh, I was abducted by spaceships <laughs> and all these different individuals that were, I thought my friends at the time, all dropped away. And I sat there in my living room and I had the second hoop started to make. And I had about, out of the seven foot, maybe about this much. So it was a big hole in the center. 
And I sat there. And all of a sudden, this light came over me. And we all take a deep breath. And this energy came right over me, just like this. And I heard a whisper in my ear. And it said, do you remember when I asked Noah to build the ark? I'm spiritual, but I'm not in the Christian religion, but I know about Noah and a few other things from that Bible. And here I am, you know, sitting there, I stopped crying. And the hoop that was leaning up against the wall with the big hole in it went just like this and hovered in midair. I got up and I lifted it up, put it back on the wall, and then I just started weaving. All this information came in. And that second hoop was the heart. The first hoop was the vehicle to get me to the heart. And then the third hoop was movement, which had the drum in it and had a spirit, a spirit person in that drum. And it's in the center of that third hoop. And that third hoop was movement. When we created that ceremony back in 2012, 12, 21, 12, all these different people from all over the world were praying. I set them up in a triangle. And at one point, we were toning, we were singing, and my body lifted right up and I heard drum now, which was in a round sanctuary with a dome. And in December, up in the Northeast, it's really cold out. And three of the doors flew open and they were locked. They were like, whoa, but they we shut the doors and they flew back open again. And I have a picture of this blue streak coming right into the center of those hoops and collected that energy. And that's when I knew this is way more than I thought it to be. So that was in December. In May, I heard you need to quit your job. And at the time, I was 55. I ran my whole house with myself. So that wasn't like something on my bucket list to do right away. <laughs> but again, within three days, I was just curious. I drove school bus for 20, 26 years. And I was really starting to like the school bus after a while because now I'm starting to play the kids. I'm like toying with them, you know, messing with their minds a little bit because that's what they try to do to you. And I was in Albany at the time and I walked down to go get lunch and uh, there was the New York State Retirement. I walked in there, make the short quick, 
um, asking different questions. Da-da-da. I told him I was on a field trip. Da-da-da. I only have 30 minutes. Da-da-da. And uh, she gave me the two. She says, oh, my gosh, she just turned 55 a week ago. And you have 20, about 26 years in. She goes, you can retire. I went, oh, great. And I was like, so she gave me the money, the what I would get, blah, 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 and here we are. I was like, oh, thank you. And she goes, all right, we'll sign here. And I did. And uh, she says, so when you want your first check? And I went, did I just retire? And I did. I said, then. I says, how many days do I have to return this back? I don't think I could do this now. And she says, you have three days. Three days. Mother, father, child. So I walk out of the building. I'm going to get lunch. I said, well, creator, you better start creating. You better prove to me that you got my back if I'm going to do this. And I went into this uh, shop and um, something that would have cost about 12 bucks. They says, oh, it's a special $1.99 and you get this and this and with it. And I'm like, so you're telling me it'll be $1.99. She says, oh, no, no, no. I'll be two thirteen with tax. And that's when I walked out and I went, okay, I'll do this. And that's how the Sacred Dream Circle Project started. And now I sit with 25 of them. In the beginning, just recently, after 12 years, 13 years now, I've been working with this. And everyone is for a different culture, um, a different expression of an element, the fire, the water, the earth, the air, the animals. One of the elders looked at me and says, you, you created the creation story. And I was like, wow. So every time one of these that I would see a vision, it wasn't a dream. It would come right in and you got this many days to make it. And I would make one of these. I would just lock in between three and five days. It's all the help from my little friends, my padres. <laughs> but each one is what I have been doing is weaving the webs and all of the holes that are in the full circle of life in those webs that are split or they're broken. Are they threaded apart but dangling? Every time I took the threads and I just sang and I just prayed and I just wove. And everyone was an experience. So you have and, like 25 of them now, you said, right? 25. Yeah, so the first 21 finished at... Uh, uh, in 12 years, um, 
uh, what a grandmother stood by my bed and said to me, you have now created the 21 Council of the Blue Star. I even had to look it up because I didn't know what it was. And what it is, is the Hopi prophecy of the new world. So that's the 21. Now what is happening is these next four that just came in and the equinox is Sky Woman coming down, replanting the seeds, replanting the seeds. And uh, in the creation story, it's about the twins. So you have that polarity again. So bringing in uh, the weaving of the light to weave that in and to bring in the balance of the roots of the darkness where we lay all of our weapons down, lay all our weapons down. And where we come back to that seed of why is it that we are here? It's not about being successful. It's about being together. It's about unifying. And I don't know if it's going to happen in my lifetime, but I know that I'm leaving an imprint of some sort. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else to do. I'm retired. <laughs> I'm just laughing, looking at creator, smiling at you. You're not retired. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just a little joke, yeah. Do you, do you feel, you know, it's such a beautiful... Um, way you weave words and I can feel the weaving in so many aspects of your presence and work. Do you feel like this, this dream catcher, this experience, this story you are weaving, do you feel is going to at some point, okay, this is going to be your last one. And then, you know, maybe you will open into something else or do you feel there is a continuous, I mean, you, Maybe you don't know, right? <laughs> you felt like there are other stories that are starting to percolate now that you created this 21 and there's something else coming up. Um, and that, so that's one part of my question. And the other part is how do you bring that into community or into the world? You know, do you travel? Do you share their stories? What, what is, or is this just those portals and that's enough? Oh, no. (laughs) We're out and about in the world, which is so beautiful, and and holding space for other people to go further than me. That's what I always say. Go further than me. Mm. And um, as the first part of the question, uh, every time (laughs) throughout the 21 the first 21 that uh, there was a, a few times I had a little battle in with and um, I thought we were done. Like I would be at the ceremony and I would be on like eight, right? <laughs> this is the last one. Yay. Or the seventh one. Yay. <laughs> and then, then another one will pop in. But what had happened is the first 21 actually built upon each other. <sighs> And uh, what it, I, uh, for me, it strengthened internally my 
my um my root my 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 connection so strongly to do this next level of work which they aren't even dream catchers anymore they're sacred geometry and um i call them the sacred dream circles or the sacred dream hoops but uh, if you look it up, it'll be the sacred dream circles and you could find that out and you could see some of them on uh, my website. But the if we go to just if I will, I'll share with you the 21 in the vibration that they hold. So if that's OK, um, and then you will feel possibly what I uh, felt when I was creating them. Can that be something? That would be a big gift. Yes. <laughs> because number one is inspiration, right? Our relationship with the self. So if we all just take a deep breath. So number one is inspiration. I want to find that in your body. Where is it triggering in your body? And breathe it up to the heart. Two is the activation of the heart. Three is movement. It's the wanderment. It's where do we go from here? Now that I have this inspiration and I love what I love to do, a lot of people just hold it in their hands or put it on the bookshelf and say, I, I, at least I got this far. But you have this urgency to express it through your voice of whatever way or through your hands, whatever way. And it grows bigger, bigger, and bigger. That it overtakes your whole body, this expression of inspiration that was gifted to you from that seed, that beautiful seed. The fourth one is healing the waters. And that seed gets set in the seven chambers. And it's the seven chambers within your body. And they start to get cleansed and cleared and purified and rejuvenate. And the inspiration gets turning in that beautiful soil and getting fed and watered. The next one is where the angels come down from creator to support all of us and all of our ancestors to surround us and be with us. The sixth one whew, opens right up. Our eyes clear, our ears clear, our mind clears, and our heart clears, and our voice clears. And it's called the new world. The new world. I'm seeing things in a different perspective. I'm feeling things differently. It's unfamiliar. 
but yet I'm curious. And we breathe deeply into dream time and walking in two worlds. And on one side of the panel is all your stories and programs and everything that came through your cellular memory and your DNA that you've been carrying for so long. But that inspiration of tree of life comes right up straight up into the middle from the bottom of your feet all the way up to your head. And shows you that new world in the middle. And on the other side is all of the inspiration and the gifts that you came in with. And what perches on top is an eagle. And it actually has a Herkimer diamond from grandmother. And she asks each one of you. I have your inspiration. Do you want it? I have all of your potentials. Do you want it? And you answer to yourself, do you want it? And that gift flutters all in right into the third eye. And it drops right down through the body like your saliva going right down your throat, hitting every cell to remember, to expand, to experience those gifts of love. And then the twins come in. The nine sacred chambers which has the infinity sign, but is purged out. It sticks out of the circle. And that's that part of you. Do you want to stay back and be in the comfortable zone? Or do you want to move forward? It's like being in a rocking chair going back and forth. Well, my grandma always says, get out of the rocking chair and get up and move. Get going. It's time. Time to awaken. No more sleeping. And on the other side is the bright light. And that's the other twin. And that's your temple. That is your temple of expression. How do you feed yourself? Mind, body, spirit. You have to all come together as a whole. And that one there has the infinity and it rocks back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to give you that fluctuation of balance. So when we go off a little bit, we get pulled to the other side. Off a little bit, we get pulled to the other side so we can feel those both sides so sweetly. And then we have the chalice. 
which opens ourselves completely up. Our mind is the mind of creator. And this beautiful vessel of this cup gets filled completely up with the knowledge, not the stories or the programs, but the knowledge. from the old ones, the ancient ones, our ancestors, of whatever culture you are. And before we go up into the star system, the gatekeeper's there that holds us and says, we got your back. So you can explore going into the stars and back home, which that silver cord comes down and connects into that belly. And as we take a deep breath and we rise up, rise up, rise up, and you were traveling right through that silver cord, right up to the Pleiades, where all the lost children are, they say. But now they're home. They have found their way home. And then the next star system that is there is Polaris, which there's two cups, the two dippers, small dipper and big dipper. But what's on the end of the stem is the North Star, which is guiding us back home. But my grandfather always said, in those cups is where the knowledge is and all the teachings. And he asked all the time, so are you still doing it? If there's something up in your life that keeps coming back and coming back and coming back to learn? And sometimes I would say, nope, it's not coming back anymore. And he said, good, you learned your lesson. You learned the teachings. But if I said, oh, yeah, it keeps coming back. And he'd go, oh, dear. And he'd tap me on the back and say, you're just sightseeing a little bit more. So there's no right or wrong. It's just all of us on this journey. Then the last star there is Orion's belt, which pulls back the bow and sends it out. That inspiration that is inside of you out into humanity to be touched and healed with peace and love by Creator and all the makers. And not only it helps humanity, but your insight of your healing becomes alive. And when I got to the 13th one, because that's the 13th one, and then that's when Creator said to me, You have now completed 
these 13, but not many people look towards me. So we're going to call it the sacred dream circles. And the first letter in each of these three words that I'm going to say, take those letters and put them together. Or whatever that means to you, you hold that, which is the great open door. And that great open door is given each one of us permission to move forward. And do you accept it? It's not a challenge. Do you accept life where you're going to lead your life to the fullest? Or you're going to allow your life to lead you? That's the question. And then there's many more down the road. <laughs> but that's the first 13 anyway. <laughs> it's, it was fun. <laughs> it tore me up, shook me up, spun me around. And all this time, you want to hear something. This is so funny because just recently I had this aha moment. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's for the planet. It's for the planet. And I heard <laughs> on my head and says, no, it was for you to wake up. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> And now it's time for you to share what we taught you. <laughs> See, so, you know, you, they always have to hang a, a little carrot outside and, you know, you do everything for everyone else, but you don't ever do it for you. <laughs> and that's, that is where, you know, I had to realize how much I love me. And how much I support me. And through that is when I can support humanity. Thank you. And now it's getting fun. <laughs> I definitely. And I'm sure everyone that is listening uh, travel uh, far and wide and deep. Uh, so this... Uh, ceremony together this time um you know it's interesting it's uh it's not a topic today but in Indian cosmology the 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 first seven or eight uh you describe is the same path that is in the chakana the ancient Indian cross and the processes are identical with a different language and a different shape, but I, I just could not not see it. And uh, mm -hmm. that's how I feel, you know, it's obviously a very universal teaching and very profound and it's coming from, from source, however we want to call it, uh, mm -hmm. the great open door. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. You like that, huh? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I will quote you every time I use it. 
thanks for this gift. Thanks so much for the depth of this medicine. There's so much I would love to talk about, but you know, we're coming to the end of this and this moment in time together, but you're going to come here soon on the land and you're going to come teach us how to dream our rattles, <laughs> uh, dream rattles into beings. And also you're offering a second workshop, which is how to, to work with drums and rattles in, uh, in healing modalities and how to use them. So, yeah, I just want to give you a little bit of space if you want maybe to talk a little bit about it. And obviously that podcast is going to be up for many years. Uh, but yeah, I think it's such an honor to have this medicine coming. And I can, I could feel even the rattle process of creation as you were describing that and, and what it might be like with you. But do you want to share a little bit about creating mm -hmm. that type of sacred instrument and this process a little bit? Oh. So first of all, it's uh, the spirit of the medicine of the animals. Um, so just to know that all these years I've been collecting, collecting, collecting for over 40 years. And um, so everything that we use, it was coming from hunters or, or the land or, you know, the mother of some sort from nuts to the animal sources. And um, when you lay, when you lay out all the different pieces, cause a couple different people asked me, so are we gonna just make turtle rattles? Or are we gonna make shell rattles, this and that? And what it is, is that I lay it all out and I give each person like a little basket and they put everything in that is calling to them. And then I have them sit with that. And what is it that they want to make for you? That's the ticket. You're not going to go in there saying, I'm going to make this. Because the more that you can connect with the animals, that medicine will even help even more. Because now you're building that relationship and you're touching on every part of uh, the experience from the gather from the animal being alive to the sacrifice of that animal or the nut, you know, that nut, little nut was hanging from a tree for so long. I saved it from a squirrel. What can I tell you? <laughs> or not the squirrel, the hickory nuts, the squirrel eats both sides of the nuts. And I just pick up them. They do all the work. So that's really sweet. So I thank the squirrels and I lay out my tobacco and give give them give them all offering. So the most important thing that I like bringing into the workshop is how is it that you could build your own intuition? How can you tune in? What is the animals? Why are they being drawn to you? And a lot of times I don't even tell you what the animal is. You know, you have an idea or something of it, but um, it might be a, a different hoof from an elk or deer a moose it's it's it doesn't you know i want the animal to speak to you and uh when you are creating that you're going to be creating with different colors shapes uh, i have strings bells ten cones so even if you don't want hoofs then maybe you want to use um i have a buffalo farm just right up the road that i get my uh rib bones from 
Um, I get all my bones, like I boil the hoof sauce. So I have the leg bones and I have the shoulder bones that I get from the the butchers when they butcher the deer, which that's going to be coming up soon is more hunting season or the turkey. You know, I get the turkey uh, bones and stuff because, like I say, I live in hunting territory. And uh, so I just appreciate whatever any of the hunters can give to me because then they come back alive again. Those animals come back alive. They help you. At one point, I had this one turkey hanging upside down and I was blessing it. And the actual wings were like really close. After blessing it, it went, ah, and just it relaxed. And and I made this uh, some beautiful things from it. But when I wear it, I I feel like I am the turkey. (laughs) Sometimes I might gobble a little bit. No, (laughs) but um, yeah. so, so that is, that's that part. And then the second, the second um, workshop is how do you use your drums and rattles in a heel modality? So the thing of it is, is each rattle has a different vibration and a different sound. When I, I will show, I will show people and um, I could show you, or you can actually integrate the vibration. So it depends on where you are uh, in your path, because some people just sit there and say, oh, that's nice. Or people go, wow, I really feel it in my body here. So I like to detect where it is in the body. And then from that point, we do washing and then we uh, share with people how to use them through what I just did, first of all, is like a clearing for everybody because when people start using the rattles on each other, everybody's cleared. So you're not picking up on any other stuff or you don't have to work so hard to um, help that person release. Uh, so that's the second part of uh, how to heal with the, with the medicine um, and the rattles. Did I answer that? Okay. All of it. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I'm really looking forward. Uh, Yeah, I can just feel all your medicine weaving into all of this, and it's really beautiful. Um, Yeah, I look forward to having you uh, here um, on the land and, uh, yeah, connecting. So I wanted to thank you, Zelda, so much. Uh, thank you to everyone that was here live and people are listening to this recording. And I always like to leave the closing, the last prayer or the way you want to close the space, you know, to, to my guests uh, that are here. So first, I thank you. Thank you, your ancestors, your teachers, your people, your land, uh, everyone that is involved in this, <laughs> in the far and high and broad and deep, because I could feel uh, a very big family there. And uh, it's really a blessing to, to experience this with you. Um, very humbling. And um, yeah, very deep medicine. So thank you so much, Salda. And I'm leaving you the the last words. If you want to do a prayer, Mm. any way you want to close. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Mm. So let's take that breath together. Mm. 
that breath of life, that breath of inspiration. And as we weave as one together through this talk, may our eyes open just a little bit more, our ears open up just a little bit more, and our communication open up just a little bit more. And give ourselves permission that whatever we do, we're doing it for you. Why I say that, the more that you learn to feed you, then you're apt to open your heart even more to help others. So as that breath rises up, We bless each one of you with the wings of the eagles surrounding you, whispering you. And may your journey throughout this time keep continuing. And may it reach out into not only you, but now we reach out into your family. And as the eagle wings expand even wider out into the community, out into the United States, out into all countries, feeling the wings of the eagle spread around the whole world. And as it soars up, the wings even spread more in our connection to our star beings, where we come from. And may the rains of the blessings fall upon each one of us, of all walks of life upon this. Take a deep breath. And you take those blessings right through your body, all the way down. like a little waterfall trickling all the way down, filling every circle, every crack and crevice, all the way down, past your knees, down into your feet, down through the rocks, down through the fire into the heart of the mother, where you'll be nurtured and loved and supported. And that next breath, breathe it right up. Up through the fire, up through your feet, your knees, your hips, right up into the heart, into that heart. Rising your little child up into that heart and the Father into the heart where you're going to be held from this point on if you choose to with a kiss just like that blessings everyone thank you Yay. <laughs> everyone. goodbye thank you see ya Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary Podcast. 
We deeply value your support. Please consider sharing this podcast with others and joining our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. Once again, it is patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. At The Sanctuary, we believe that spirituality is a personal journey that takes many forms, and we honor and respect all paths to awakening and the rise of consciousness. Our mission is to provide a platform for open and honest conversations about spirituality and to inspire and empower our listeners to live their most authentic lives in good relation to each other's, the living and invisible worlds. I look forward to connecting with you again here or at our events, retreats, and online gatherings. You can find all our offerings at thesanctuaryheal.com. Once again, it is thesanctuaryheal.com.